Ladies and gentlemen, he thinks, he writes, he speaks his mind with you in mind, even though some people think he's out of his mind. You're going to like Daryl on Mike. There's a verse in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, that says, through presumption comes nothing but strife. In ancient Greece, Phaedrus told Socrates, things are not always as they seem. The first appearance deceives many. And in the classic television series, The Odd Couple, Felix Unger once told Oscar Madison, never assume, because when you do, it makes an ass out of you and me. So why am I starting off today's program giving you these three fairly similar quotes? Through presumption comes nothing but strife. Things are not always as they seem. The first appearance deceives many. Never assume, because when you do, it makes an ass of you and of me. I'm glad that you asked, and I will explain to you in a couple of stories. One day, I was at my auto mechanic Bill's garage, and while he worked on a car, we spent time talking about people. You know how it goes. Sometimes, as these conversations go, they can sometimes gravitate to the negative. And we began talking about how pushy and rude people could sometimes be. Bill explained to me that because his garage was on the main road into town in our little part of Pennsylvania, he often had folks stop, come in, and ask for directions. Now, most were polite, but on a busy day when the guys had a lot of cars to fix, it could sometimes make things stressful because here his partner would have to stop their work, go into the office, give directions, come back out and, and get set up on the car they were working on again. Now, for the most part, they were okay with that. It was just part of the deal, and sometimes they even wound up getting business from folks who were impressed with how polite they were. But what really used to upset them was the folks that would pull up outside the garage but not even get up out of their car. They would just honk their horns for the guys to come out. This happened more often in uh, winter. Go figure, huh? Uh, but as Bill said, he says they're too lazy to get out of their cars. They don't want to get out in the cold, so they honk. And they expect us to walk outside to their cars and give them directions. But at that moment, Bill paused for a second, and he said, you know, there was one time I almost really got burned by being upset about people that honked their horn, that wouldn't come into the garage. Looked at him and said, why? What happened? And Bill continued. He said, well, it was a really busy day. I was right in the middle of trying to fix this car when someone pulled up outside and honked. And I'm kind of trying to get this thing in, and I'm saying to myself, here, give me a second, I'll be able to fit this thing in here. And then I hear the horn blast again. And I start to think, what the? And then it blasts again really loud and long. And now I'm really angry 
and slamming my stuff down and heading quickly to the door because I'll tell you what, I'm going to give this person a piece of my mind. And I bust out through that front door and I walk up to the driver's side of the car where they already have their window down. And I'm there and I'm ready to yell, what the heck is your problem? And I look down and see this little old lady and she says to me, sir, can you please help me? I I think I'm having a heart attack. And then I think to myself, oh, my gosh, what have I done? But I quickly and courteously say, you you stay right there, ma'am. Don't don't you worry. I'm going to go back inside. I will get you some help right away. And I run back in and pick up the phone, call 911. And the next thing I know, the cops and the paramedics show up and they start taking care of her. And it really isn't too long before they tell me, She's going to be all right. And I breathe a very big sigh of relief. And the relatives show up and they thank me ever so much. They're so grateful for me helping her. Later, they even write me a nice letter about how wonderful it was that I was willing to come out to the car and that I called for help and How could they ever repay me? In all this time, all I could think was, if they ever realized how angry I was about her honking and how angry I was when I came out that door, they would think I was a big, fat jerk. I wanted to tear her head off, and here she is having a heart attack. Oh, man, even to this day, Daryl, he said, I hope she didn't notice how angry I was. She didn't see my face and the look on it when I came up to her window. I consoled Bill as best as I could, but I knew exactly how he felt, and I bet you do, too. Eventually, Bill settled down. We moved on to discussing other things. But many years later, obviously, that story still sticks with me. My first thought, as it came back to mind, was really selfish. It was sort of like, boy, I hope I never do anything as stupid as that. And if I do, I hope I'm as lucky as Bill and no one realizes how angry I was. Now, as time passed, I'd like to think I've become a little bit more mature in my thinking. My thoughts have evolved now to, gee, I, I have the benefit of learning from this story without my being the person that feels like a big, fat jerk. I kind of feel like the guy watching someone else playing flight simulator crash their plane and say to myself, oops, I don't think I should try that move. Forward many years to the future, and yours truly is in real estate, sitting in a demo home one Sunday afternoon with another agent waiting for potential customers to come by to check out the new development. During the last hour, a young lady shows up carrying a baby in, 
in one of those uh, plastic, you know, carrier carts, the kind that you can carry, sit down on the floor, strap into the car, you know, the all-purpose deal. And she starts talking to us about the homes, and it turns out that the home that she's really interested in is the other demo that's across the street. So I volunteer to watch the baby. I said, if you want to go across the street, and, you know, I told the other agent she could go over with her. I'm a dad. I have four growing-up kids, and I didn't expect to have any trouble uh, with this young baby. So they think, boy, that's a great idea, and they head out the door. But sure enough, a few minutes after they head out, the baby wakes up, looks around with that where's mom look on their face, and they start fussing and starting to cry a little bit. And I need to make a decision. I either have to pick the baby up, which I'm not really sure mom would like. I mean, she only talked to me for two seconds. I really didn't want to be standing there holding and rocking the kid uh, when she comes back. I'm a stranger. Or I figure I need to get this kid back to sleep. So suddenly this old dad trick of mine comes back to my mind and I act quickly, even though I'm in a suit. I stretch out on the sofa where the baby can see me from the carrier. As I stretched, closed my eyes and pretended to fall asleep. And sure enough, the baby settles, closes their eyes, and they fall asleep. I just laid there until the other real estate agent and mom came back. I think I even kept my eyes closed because I didn't want the baby to open their eyes and go, "Eh, I think this guy's faking it. I was so proud. I still had the dad's touch after all these years. Forward three days later, I'm at the main office, and I'm informed by another one of our agents that coordinated the work between our agency and the home builder that the home builder has decided they no longer want me showing their homes. And I'm stunned. I'm like, really? What the heck is going on here? What's the deal? Well, it was like pulling teeth to find out, but I was persistent and found out that the home builder had sent what they call a spotter over to the house. It's like a pretend customer. They walk in, they want to see how you handle yourself as you're trying to sell the house, how knowledgeable you are, et cetera, et cetera. Well, apparently when this spotter came up on the porch, she saw yours truly all stretched out on the sofa there and thought that I was literally sleeping on the job. Bingo. When I heard that, I knew what was going on. They You know, she obviously missed the baby in the carrier, but she saw me. So I, you know, tried to defend myself, and the the, our folks said, "Well, we really can't do anything about it." And I decided, you know what, this is this is stupid. I don't want to work for people like this anyway. If they send people over to find out, you know, what it's like I'm a dad with four grown kids and I'm going to worry about people coming to see if I'm sleeping on the job or not. 
Just goes to prove the point, though, once again, things are not always as they seem. If we're honest with ourselves, we've all done stuff like my friend Bill the Mechanic did or the home builder Spotter. Maybe not as dramatic, but something that brings up, you know, bad feelings when we think about it. We, we have big time regret and we think, gee, you know, I, that, that was really stupid. I wish I hadn't done that. It's kind of like the batter that uh, has seen the practice pitcher throw his curve hundreds of times. In life, sometimes we feel we know exactly what's coming in a given situation because we feel like we've seen it hundreds of times too. And this presumption can cause us to miss the reality of what's actually occurring and causes us to prepare differently and improperly for the situation at hand. Produces emotional angst that's unnecessary, both for ourselves and for others, as well as having future regrets. You know, like the regrets we talked about where we say, boy, that was stupid. I wish I hadn't have done that. Things are not always what they seem, whether you've seen them in the past or even when finding yourself in an entirely new situation. The first appearance does deceive many. But because my friend Bill was honest enough and humble enough to share his story with me, and, you know, now I with you, all of us now have the benefit to profit from his miscue and not make the same mistake. Life can be a journey from better to better living when we learn from its experiences. And it's also a journey better spent when we are not beating ourselves up too much. Live, learn, make the appropriate corrections, and move forward. There's a new and exciting adventure just around the corner, as long as you remember. Things are not always as they seem, and sometimes babies require special coaxing to get them to go back to sleep. Thanks so much for listening. Did you like the show? Have a show suggestion? Daryl's eager to hear from you. At least that's what he's telling us. Email anytime at darylonmike at gmail.com.